Do you consent to be on his podcast, Logan? <laughs> yes. Say the full sentence, please, just for legal reasons. Yeah, I, I do consent to being on this podcast. All right, cool. I did that joke with Scott in the first episode. It's still my favorite. Welcome to Testers and Jesters, the show where two friends explore and roleplay in Dungeons and Dragons. This week, I'm with my friend Logan. Nobody else was here, and I needed someone, and he came like an angel to save me. I have a tendency to do that. (laughs) You showed up after so long, and you reappeared to just show up and kick a lot of ass and take a lot of names. And we're here. So... Uh, we're doing Stormy Night at the Manor, so I did this with Scott, I did this with Matt. Scott's story isn't even done yet, we did it literally last week, but we're doing another one, because I want to prove that this book, you can just keep doing it. You can just go and go and go, and play the same story over and over, because it's different every time. Who's your character, what's his name, and give a little bit of a story about him. Tell us, who is he? Well, uh, the character I made today is Theme Song. Um, he is a Goliath barbarian, um, pretty straightforward. Uh, he used to live in a, uh, pretty much a, a desolate village. If anything, there was like a handful of people, 20 to 25 people at the most in the entire place. Recently, his village was attacked by demonic figures. I'm not too sure who they are, or what they, uh, what they wanted, but they did take my family from me. So currently I am on a quest to find out who took everything that I had from me. Perfect. And it's just the perfect backstory to fill into this because we've had people just kind of wandering in and nobody's had like a real reason to kick some fucking ass and take some fucking names. <laughs> so I'm glad that we get some fucking vengeance up in here. Old fashioned vengeance. Because with Matt, he, he was just like gnome Iron Man and he was just wandering around. And then with Scott, he was just friendly Birdman, and neither of them wanted any. They just wanted to leave. But you, you're gonna be the first one who actually explores the whole fucking place. I'm looking for something. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. So I was trying to figure out how to start this. With most people, it's like I, I roll. The, basically, how the adventure works is it has a bunch of prompts that you can roll because mm-hmm. the idea is the book is a place. It's not a, a module like a regular story. It's a place you go to. That has a bunch of cool places to hang out, and it's like a fully real world instead of a regular module where it's just like a map. Every single person is named, and everything exists. That's cool. And it's like a real, it's a real place. And then at the back of the book is some prompts, and it's like these are the things that happen. Roll or choose one of these, like each of these, to create a story, and it's different every time. And this story is the stormy night at the manor, which is just spooky mansion and everything you can do with that. So Scott started with murder mystery dinner and it ended up being just him protecting a bunch of weirdos. Matt, he was like escorting a criminal somewhere and he ended up finding the place. But you, I wanted to do more story. And the second I read your character, I knew exactly what to do. And it was escape the cell. So we'll start right here. Your village and family were killed. You lost everything. And you now find yourself in a dark and creepy place. You've been traveling for a long time, but somebody got you while you were sleeping. And you are now trapped in a cell somewhere, and you're not quite sure where. All of your stuff is missing, and you are sitting in a small stone cage. Uh, What do you do? 
I'd like to examine my surroundings. What kind of cage am I? Uh, you said it's just a stone cage. I'm assuming there's a gate in front of me or some type of. Yes, there is a. There are metal bars in front of you. Bars, metal bars in front of me. Okay. Roll a perception and an investigation. Okay. Um, go ahead and do perception. So it's just a flat sixteen on perception. Investigation, gonna be eighteen. With those two rolls, you can hear people walking around outside in the room to the south of you. And you can hear that there is someone in the cell next to you as well. Who goes there? You see this soft boy. <laughs> Through the crack in the wall, you see a soft, soft boy. And he is he is scared as fuck. And he says, uh, uh hi, hi. Good to meet you, Flint. Who are you? Hi. I'm Flint. Do you know where we are? Yeah, I'm, I'm Flint Fletcher Jr. Uh, I think we're in a cave. Hmm. In a cell. Now I'm just thinking, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to inspect the, the bars that are in front of me here. I'm trying to see if, like, if I see any signs of like aging around the bars. Uh, that would be investigation on that one. Uh, do you want me to use that previous score or do you want me to roll again? Yeah, you can roll again. Uh, that is going to be 15 for investigation. You try to shake the bars. They're pretty tight in your cage. What are you doing over there? I'm like you. I have places to be. I don't want to be locked in the cell forever. Okay. Uh, how are you? What are you doing then? You just shaking the bars? What is that for? You ask a lot of questions. Well, I mean, who else? What else am I going to do? I'm sitting in a dark, scary room waiting for my death. And... I I'm I want to get out of here too. I just don't know how to or what to do, and I'm just kind of waiting and hoping that someone will come save me. Maybe you can look around your cell. Yours might be a little bit less secure than mine, considering your uh, temperament. Okay. Uh, he looks around. Okay. Well, there's two doors, and there's two beds, and there's a lot of stone, and there's a hole, and in the hole is you, and I can see you. Hi, hmm. I'm Flint. And he, sh he waves through the crack. There's nothing in my cell, right? No, not even a bed for you. You have absolutely nothing in there. Your cell seems way more secure than his cell. Okay, so what about the wall? Yeah, roll investigation to see if you can figure out if there's anything up with the wall. 13. Oh, actually, sorry, 14. Can't count. Okay, so with a 14, uh, you can tell this wall is very old, and it seems a lot weaker than the other ones near you good question yeah how old are you i i'm i'm 20 i'm a grown man and he kind of tries to do a pose but you can barely see the pose you can just kind of see his face as he tries to look cool you if you'd like to see 21 take a few steps back from the wall okay i would like to make a strength check against the, against the wall <laughs> yes go ahead i'll give you advantage on the weakness of the wall and everything i do have powerful builds so i do upper class size awesome yeah Definitely. The DC will now be lowered. That's going to be a 17. You kick into the wall and immediately a stone just goes flying and Flint kind of goes, ah, and he jumps up on the bed and you just keep kicking and all the wall just collapses and you can just see him standing there. Hello there. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, I'm assuming his bars are a little bit uh, less less cool than mine. You don't even have to roll. As you touch the bar, the bars are so loose, you can literally just bend them open. Hmm. 
He didn't even shake the bars. Like, if he shook the bars, you would have noticed that he could just get out. You know, your mind is your own prison, right? Uh, wiser words were never said before now. Correct. By you, yes. So I'm going to go ahead and start walking out the cell. You immediately walk out, and he kind of watches you walk out. And he's like, get help. I don't need help. All right, then. So you are standing. There's no one else in these other cells. In the room is a exit to the south, an exit to the east, and an exit to the west. The cell bars are relatively person-sized, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can... I didn't even think... Wow, that's a genius idea. Yeah, these bars are the, the height of a person. They're like door size. I'm going to yoink one of the bars and kind of use that as a makeshift staff. Would that be improvised weapon weight? Yeah, it could work as an improvised weapon. Okay. Yeah, you could use it as a staff or a club or a great club or whatever. So just try and look around. Which corner would you like to look around? Because there's three different ones. Look around the south corner. Roll perception with advantage. Okay. Insert sneaky thief song. Kevin McLeod. It's going to be 12. With a 12... You can see a little dwarf man. Is he seeing me? Nope. He is looking the other way. He is standing over at the end of the room, and he's just kind of patrolling. You're pretty sure that he was the guy you heard earlier walking around. Nobody else in the room so far? Nope. Completely empty. I'm going to bonk him in the back of the head. You sneak through. There's a small statue in the corner of the room, and uh, you bonk him on the head. Roll your uh, attack. It's going to be 25. With a 25, you hit him in the back of the head. Roll damage. Uh, is going to be six damage. Uh, he is still alive. Damn <laughs> He's pretty hurt, though. He's a pretty weak dude. Okay, roll initiative. He got a five. Thirteen. You, uh, go first. What would you like to do to this unsuspecting man? He is, he is injured, and he is standing there. He hasn't made a single peep yet. The metal of your staff has just hit him in the back of the head, and he hasn't reacted yet. I'm going to hit him in the face once again. <laughs> and that's eleven. Uh, swing and a miss. So you hit him in the back of the head. He kind of ducked as soon as you swung the second time. You still have interactions and movement if you want to do anything with that. Good movement-wise, I'll move towards the statue, like next to it. Uh, he immediately pulls out his scimitar, and he says as loud as he can with a seven. So he's still reeling from the pain, so he can't really scream. And uh, he just says, uh, Get in your cell! And he swings at you, and he misses. He gets a freaking eight. I doubt that hits. <laughs> so it is now your turn again. He hasn't alerted anyone, but he's getting ready to scream. So when he missed, um, is it possible for me to topple the statue on top of him? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, roll strength check. 21. Okay, you pull the statue and crush him with it. I'm going to roll a d6 of damage from that. Uh, five damage to him. He is almost dead. He has one, he has one HP. You grab the statue. Uh, as you see the face of this statue, it is a snake man. And you throw it on top of him and he is now underneath the statue and he can't move. Mm. Uh, and he can't scream yet. I'm gonna curb stomp him and say be quiet. That's a 19. Is this a lethal or a non-lethal attack? Let's go lethal. Just, just to keep in character. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I expected. You take your foot, you stomp his face in and crush it beneath your foot. You have a little smirk, and he is now dead. Uh, he had a couple of things on him. He had a scimitar and a light crossbow. He also had a bunch, you know, his armor on, but it's way too small for you. Uh, I'll take the scimitar and the light crossbow. Uh, you hear a slight whisper go, 
Is he, is he, did you do it? Are you alive? Of course I'm alive, boy. Boy. Did the crossbow come with bolts, or was it just the crossbow? Uh, yeah, the guy The guy has, uh, he has, we'll say, five bolts. He doesn't have a lot, because he's just walking around. So you've now killed him. You've pushed a statue on top of him and crushed his skull in. Uh, you see a room. There are large vats filled with liquids for some reason. They seem blood-like. And there is three large bones on the ground. Uh, there's also an end exit to the south, as well as the north one you came through. I guess I'll start moving further south. You walk south. I'd like you to make another perception check. Ooh, 13. Okay, with a 13, you walk around the corner and you can see posts holding up the ceiling. You are in some kind of cave network. There is a puddle of water with an even larger bone, maybe even the bone of a Goliath, sitting in there. And you see a lit torch to your west and a another a hallway to your east. I guess I'll head west towards the lit torch. You can see a table with chairs in front of you, as well as the corner of a carriage. And uh, I'd like you to make a perception check. Uh, an eight. Uh, you don't hear anything. Hmm. Let me move a little bit towards that bigger table, and I'd like to investigate, see if I can see anything around the room. I guess I'll move past the wagon. As you walk in, you see a man with a skull for a helmet, big horns, and he is screaming, running around the corner right at you. Loud man. Is he smaller than me? He's a very large man, but you are larger because you are a Goliath. And he is holding another scimitar. Okay. And uh, he's going to swing at you. He got a 16. Does that hit? 16 does not. Armor 17. He misses, and he's standing right in front of you. He looks up at you scared. Uh, a bolt shoots by your head. You don't know where it came from. It is now your turn. Hmm. And you can roll initiative if you want. 16. All right, yeah, you're way faster than them. Do 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 do. <laughs> All right, what do you do to this man as he looks up at you in horror? I'd like to grapple him. I, I like getting hands on with my friends. Roll a uh, strength check. Seventeen. Okay, you grab him, pull him towards you. You now have him grappled. A bolt shoots right into your shoulder. Two damage. Oh. You can immediately tell the direction that it is coming from. And you see this elf woman hmm. holding a crossbow, pointing at you, and she has just shot you in the shoulder. Okay, I got a man in my hand, a, a bolt in my shoulder. Hmm. Can I assume how heavy this guy is? Yeah, you can tell how heavy it is just by holding him. Okay, does he seem throwable? He's throwable for you, if you make a check. Okay, I'm going to make a strength check. I'm trying to chuck it at this chick. i say that five times fast. Dang, that's horrible. 10. So, with a bolt in your shoulder, you're not as good at your throwing as you thought. You go to throw him, and it would have been a great throw, but the bolt kind of tweaked your muscle a little bit. Mm. And you threw him, and he hits the table. Uh, he takes two damage. Can I use movement to get the cover, or is that the end of my turn? Uh, yeah, you have movement. Okay. Um, I'd like to get behind this the, the wagon with the silver wheels. Try and break one. Okay, you get behind the wagon... Uh, there is a box sitting in front of you, a chest is unlocked. Uh, there's a big uh, wagon in front of you with wheels. She doesn't see you, and the guy doesn't know where you are yet. Uh, it is their turns. She is going to move up a little bit, fires a bolt at you, gets a 22. Holy shit, this chick's good. And she shoots you uh, directly in the other shoulder to match, 
uh, and you take six damage. Big guy uses half his movement to get up from the table. He pulls out his sword, and he's pissed, so he's going to run at you and try to take you out. Uh, he got a 14. Does that hit? No. <laughs> he swings his scimitar and hits into the wood of the wagon next to you. And he looks up you angry and then also helpless. It is uh, your turn. I'm going a, I'm to a get, get mad. I'm going to use a rage for my bonus action. Okay. Uh, you fueled with rage. You now have resistance to basically every type of damage that is physical. What would you like to do? <laughs> as lame as it sounds, you should have aimed for the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and do another strength check. I, I really want to chuck this dude into this wagon. Um, are there windows in the back of the wagon, or are they on the side, like the, the wagon that's behind us? Uh, there are windows on all sides. There's a window on okay. the back of the wagon you're next to, the side of the wagon you're next to, and the other wagon you're next to. I, I would like to chuck him into one of these wagons. Okay. Really just manhandling this dude. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I like he's he's got like this like skull helmet. He thinks he's all badass and cool with his like warrior clothes, and you're just throwing him around like he's nothing. But you know, if you didn't throw him, he wouldn't be pissed, and if he wasn't pissed, he would have shot you instead of running at you with a sword like an idiot. I appreciate that. <laughs> Come back to me, small man. That that's an attack of sixteen. Throw him into the wagon. Uh, which wagon? The wagon to your west or the wagon to your east? Let's go to the wagon to the west. All right. You throw him into the wagon. He takes five damage from the broken glass. And as he flies through the window, he kicks up the chest in front of you. And the chest is now open. And you see in the chest is all of your stuff. Hmm. Convenient. <laughs> that was very convenient. Um, okay. Now, I totally planned it. When you came in the room, I was like, this stuff's in that chest. And then you walked right up to it. And I'm like, oh, you did it. But yeah, he is now face first, glass in his face, his feet on the chest with all your stuff in it. Okay, so that was my action. Used my bonus action. Um... Yeah, you still have interaction and movement. So you can take something out of the box. What are your things? Let's go ahead and get old faithful out. You pull out your massive great axe, your faithful best friend reunited it's like the light it's the box opens and it's the light from pulp fiction and this golden light showers on you and then you just put your hands down and pull out this giant axe ready to moita old friend all right it is now lady's turn uh she got a 16 so she shoots bolt goes right by your head you can tell that if she was an inch to the left you would maybe be dead maybe probably not <laughs> you might have lost an eye it shoots through past you into the wagon next to you into the glass of that wagon shattering it you're just ruining these people's vehicles fuck your vehicles bro she looks at the man in the cabin a little worried so she's gonna try to run around and she wa runs a little bit south to try to go around you mm. and she's looking off into the distance like away from you so maybe she's running somewhere. It is now his turn. He's going to get himself out of the broken glass. He tries to wiggle free, and he then tries to kick you because he can't get out of the cart, and his foot totally whiffs and doesn't even make it. So he just kind of writhes in the cart. Uh, it is now your turn. <sighs> Ma'am, you got two bolts in my shoulder, and I'm not too fond of that. Allow me to repay the kindness. I'm going to close the distance. You walk up to her, pull out your axe, do your attack roll. Holy crap. 23. You strike into her, roll your damage. 10. All right. She has 
11 health. You pull your axe, hit her in the chest, and she is now pinned to the wall by the axe. I still have a bonus action. Yep, and she's coughs up blood. What do you do? Any last words, ma'am? It's a good way to die. And then she closes her eyes, ready to die. It won't be. 26 to hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Roll your damage. Max. This is max damage. Oh, shit. 19. Oh, my God. That's double. That's almost double her health. Hey, there's a uh, there's a thing on the wall, right? What is that? Is it a torch? Like a traditional torch on the wall? Yeah, there's a torch on the wall. It's a, it's a sconce, technically. Since I'm doing max damage, can I just pick her up and impale her on yep. that? So she says, it'll be a good death. She closes her eyes and you go, it won't be. And then you throw her through the thing. <laughs> it comes out of her chest. She hangs from it, still living, looking down, bleeding to death. And then she says, you're right. And she dies. <laughs> All right, he turns the man, and he screams. He's like, Sasha! And he jumps out of the car. I'm going to do something really interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Because this is D&D Beyond, I can look into your inventory. And since you oh, don't God. have it all, he goes into the box uh, to take one of your things. He's going to okay. use one of your things against you. If he grabs one of my javelins, I'm, I'm yep. done. <laughs> he grabs one of your javelins. Yeah, fair enough. He's gonna, I'm, yeah, he's gonna chuck it at you. He gets an 18, throws the javelin at you. He does 10 damage to you, throwing the javelin. I take half. Into your chest. You take half because of your resistance, because of your rage. He throws it right into your side. It is now your turn. How do you react to this man throwing your own weapon into your back? You've saved me the trouble of walking over there. I pulled the javelin out. Yep. All right, roll your attack roll. <laughs> Uh, 16 to hit. Yep, that hits. Roll your damage. Take him out. 13 damage. Oh, yeah. He's dead as shit. He only had, like, four health. You fucking... You just chuck it right in his chest. It goes right through him. He falls down to the ground. Same holes as she had, but slightly smaller. Coughs onto the ground. Gone. Doesn't even get last words. His last words were Sasha as he screamed to save her and failed horribly. <laughs> you ruined this man's whole career. Unfortunate. None of them managed to call for help loud enough. And somehow in that... I, I was rolling for their screams, but nobody heard. Yeah, this is very unfortunate for them. Yeah. Let me go ahead and collect those crossbow bolts off of uh, Osaka. You took the bolts off of her. She had three left because she shot you twice. Uh, you now have free range of their treasure room, basically. There's a series, as you look around, you see a series of carts all around the room. Uh, slight blood stains on each of them. Must have been from people that they've killed in the past. In the back of one of them is all your stuff in a box. Sweet, sweet, sweet. In the chest in front of you is all of your belongings. You can, you can grab them all out. Cool, got that in my inventory. So, you are now in their main sort of treasury room. Uh, there is something to your south. It might be an exit, you're not sure. There is uh, two exits to your east. That kid is still back there. I don't know what you want to do with that information. There's a nice fire with a sleeping bag, some chairs, and there's a table that is now busted and on the floor because you kicked a man into it. Um, I would take this time to peruse the room. Okay. Roll uh, investigation and a perception. Roger that. Seeing and touching. Seeing and touching. Seeing and touching. Investigation is going to be 10. 
Perception. Oh, crit fail on perception. Uh, you don't notice anyone, and you don't find much. From what you can tell, this room just stores the vehicles that they've taken. It seems like, based on the tracks on the ground, the vehicles seem to go south towards this weird wall, and uh, they must have just unloaded all their stuff. Okay. Um, what's this? That's a super small wagon on the far right, right? Uh, yes. I would like to break all of the wheels on all the wagons except for the small one. <laughs> okay. You break all of the wheels on all of the wagons except for the small one. So which wagon is the one you want? Actually, I'll leave that one and the hand wagon. Those two. Those two can stay. Everything else is dead. Okay. You save a hand wagon and a small wagon and destroy the wheels of every other wagon, including the very expensive ones in the middle of the room, just to fuck with these people. Okay, and um, I'm going to move north. All right, you head through the tunnel, and you see supports and a sconce for light, and you walk into a room. There are mushrooms everywhere, a bunch of bones in the middle of a puddle, and uh, it seems like kind of a dead end. Okay, I'm going to make a survival check on the mushrooms. Okay. Specifically, I'm trying to figure out if I will die or not die by this. Oh, that's cool. 23. Okay, uh, you know what all these mushrooms are? Most of them are just like mushrooms that grow when places aren't cleaned. They're not deadly in any way. One of them is edible, and it's the one right next to you. But uh, it's just food mushrooms. Like, it's mushrooms you can just eat, cook to eat. It just seems like this is just a left tu- a leftover tunnel. I do want to pick up the mushrooms. Okay, okay. You managed to get eight cookable mushrooms. Of different sizes. Some of them are big, some of them are small. In the middle of this pool of water is just bones. Uh, and you're not really sure how those got there. And that's everything in this room. Cool. Head back. I'm going to start moving back north. Okay. You head back into the room where you were. Uh, make a perception check. Ten. Okay. You uh, don't seem to notice anything as you go in the room. Uh, there's really nobody in there. And nothing that you can think of that's back there. Uh, You head through the hallway, and there's the path you came from before, back to your room. As you remember the kid, do you care at all, or do you not give a shit? I do not give a shit about the kid. Alright, cool. Making sure. To your left, it seems like bathrooms. It smells like it, got it. To the east is a stand with a bunch of crossbows on it, no bolts. Okay. A path to the right, and a path to the south. I'm going to move to the right. You walk right, and you see a room filled with gems and chests with more gems and gold. And it seems like this is where they keep their monies from the dead people. Okay, gems, gold, money, no chance of weapons, so I'm going to go ahead and... I'd like to touch up on some stuff. Roll, roll investigate. See if you can find something that you can actually use out of all this useless gold... All this useless fucking gold. Yeah, just shiny gems and money and a crown. Uh, I, I did roll on 11. Okay, you, you search around, you put your hands in the money and are just like pushing it around like it's nothing. Uh, kick open the boxes, just money, money, money. You open one, it just has like a giant diamond and you just don't give a fuck. I will take the giant diamond. Diamonds are really good bludgeoning weapons, so... <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> That's how much of a pimp you are, is that you'll beat someone's face in with a diamond. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let me see. 
you <laughs> you see a very powerful spell book that you will never use. I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> you just see a book and you're like, books and shiny gold. Useless room. Actually, you know what? Hold on. A man I knew once said knowledge is power. Maybe I can use this to fight my enemies. I'm really trying to figure out who you're who you're playing. <laughs> you're, you're gonna hate you're gonna hate me for what I do with this shit. <laughs> who is this secret character you're playing? So yeah, you ignore it, you take the book, throw it in your pocket just because you think it might be useful later, and you leave the room, there's nothing else in here. Okay, I guess I'll make my way south then, and start with the furthermost right door. Okay, the furthermost right, more gems, but this time, there's some weapons in the gems. There's some actual things in the gems, where you go? Roll in, in, uh, an investigation. Oh, that is horrible, five. Okay. As you're sifting through, the camera pans below the <laughs> below the gold. You don't see what you're looking, what's in here, but the audience does, and they see a, a an ancient cursed axe called the Berserker Axe. Legends say that everyone who held this axe was cursed to hold it forever and never use any other weapon. It just pans up, and you're just standing there. You're like, oh, there's nothing in here. <laughs> and you walk away. <laughs> Okay. Legendary um, cursed battle axe of the berserker. It's like it curses you, so you all only use it, and then you're like, "Oh no, it's nothing in here." All right. Nothing in here. I'll head south. You walk out. There's only one path left. You head south. Uh, there is a bunch of books and playing cards. There's a lantern on a table, and you realize this is their sort of hangout spot. Oh, cool. Is there uh, a torch? Uh, yes. There's a lantern and. There is a sh- there's some holes in the ceiling for light. Uh, as you walk in, make a perception check. Gotcha. I I am noticing something that I totally know that my character's not going to notice, but okay. <laughs> Three. Okay. Man, I'm I'm noticing something with this character. I don't notice shit. <laughs> so yeah, you walk by this giant net. And yes, there was a net in the room right up next to you, and you saw it, but your character didn't see it. But lucky for you, it's just a fishing net. It doesn't actually fall. Oh, thank God. Okay. But unlucky for you, there's a whole group of people hanging out in this room. They are not happy that some man just walked in. So all of these people immediately turn and stare at you. Okay. So I'm taking a wild guess from the vibe I'm getting from this room. Y'all want to fight, I'll be honest with you. You're not going to like the outcome. Sit back down. Roll intimidation. Oh, absolutely. That's a seven. You walk in. They all look at you. They laugh. They pull out their weapons. This man points at you and he says, another prisoner got out. Get him. Catch him now. And they all stand up and pull out their scimitars. And this guy looks at you and he says... We're the scimitar gang. We all got scimitars. Oh my god. That's cute. We're the scimitar gang and we're going to take you out. I have an axe. Let's test that theory. Roll initiative. 20. Okay, they all got way lower than that. (laughs) So yeah, you're first yet again. You pull out your axe. They're all standing in front of you. You're so fully kitted up. You got all your gear. Alrighty. I guess I'm going to go ahead and make an attack roll. Do I want to manhandle people? Do I not? Okay, my name is John Cena. I'm gonna grab the chair. <laughs> da 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 da. My time is up. All right. What do you do with this chair? 
Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take it, I'm going to bust it over the dude directly in front of me. Uh, roll strength on that one. That's the town. All right. You go to hit him with the chair, and you crush it down. He kind of backs up as you go down with it, and you sort of miss for a second. Let's go ahead and go into a rage. I'm going to break the chair over my own head. <laughs> <laughs> you miss. Actually, actually, I'm just going into a rage as I miss and accidentally break the chair. Yeah, you, you went to hit someone with a chair. You missed, and you went, ah! <laughs> you just crushed the chair on the ground and stare at him. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, um, that was your turn. Now it is their turns. They're going to all swing at you. One of them hits you. Two damage. And the leader is going to do something. He walks out with his big skull on his helmet, just like the other one. Maybe they know each other somehow. Maybe they're related. Hold on, hold on. I have a reaction. I can do retaliation when I take damage from a creature within five feet of me. Did the person who dealt damage to me close was close to me? Yep, he was right next to you. Okay, let's go. Okay, I'm clocking in the jaw because I don't have my axe in my hand yet. Okay. Um, so that's going to be 22. With a 22, you hit him right up beside the head. Roll damage on that one. Eight damage. Aha. I'm going to actually roll this guy's health instead of using the average just to see if something happens. Okay, he's dead. Oh, God. You punched him in the face and he died. <laughs> can, can his neck snap? Yeah, his neck snaps. He just goes. <laughs> okay, that was actually pretty sweet. <laughs> that was my real neck. <laughs> I appreciate that. Holy fuck. I felt it coming and I was like, I can do it. I can do it. Oh, I'm so glad it showed up on Mike. I was worried it wasn't going <laughs> to. That, that, was, that was perfect. Yeah, so he cracked, you cracked his neck, like my messed up spine. Gamer back. <laughs> Gamer back. All right, so yeah, you murdered a man on his turn. <laughs> Aha, you died. <laughs> the leader was pointing before, and like, he was about to shout an order, and he was pointing. He just sees you snap a man's neck on while he's doing something. He's going to tell the man, he's going to be like, get back, man. I'll handle this. He walks up to you, and this is a big, beefy man. And you can tell he has a striking resemblance to the guy you killed in the other room. This could be his father. You also have bad taste in helmets. He, uh, he looks at you, he pulls out a scimitar, and he swings at you. Oh, I'm noticing a thing. <laughs> okay, so they were all misses except for one of them, which was a nat 20. Oh, sick. 14 damage. Is that total? Yeah, it's total. <laughs> I'll take seven. Seven damage to you. Just like his son, he is also a fuck-up loser who isn't even close to your level. Literally. You hit just as hard, sir. <laughs> He's broken by the fact that you killed his... He swung twice before he did that final hit, too. Damn. This man can't hit. It is now your turn. Just like his son, he can't do shit. Unfortunately. It just shows how weak everyone else is. That these That's the guy who's in charge. Well, this was fun. And this could have ended 15 different ways, but uh, I see we're going with the uh, good old school path. I'm going to go ahead and pull out the great axe. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and make an attack roll here. That's 27 to hit. Okay, that definitely hits. going to go ahead and do some good old-fashioned damage. Ooh, disgusting. That's going to be 8 damage. And then I'm going to go ahead and use my bonus action for a second hit. 22 to hit. That hits. I'm surprised you don't do more damage. Yeah, why don't uh, barbarians get extra attack? Well, I, 
Oh, do I have extra attack? Extra attack, I do have it. Oh, okay. I haven't even been trying this whole time. Um, damage total is 18. All right, you do 18 damage to him, and he isn't even that hurt. He actually kind of, like, flexes and rips off his shirt and shows that he is actually a buff dude that can take a lot of damage. And at this point, you realize that, oh, I have two attacks, and I haven't been trying. I have advantage on initiative rolls, by the way. <laughs> wow, I should probably read through my feeds during this combat. Oh, okay. Um, so there's the extra attack. Let me see if there's anything else. Uh, let's see. Brutal critical. Yeah, that brutal critical is going to be funny. Okay, so now I'm going to use my bonus action for that third attack. Okay. 23 to hit. Yep, that hits. 13 to Okay, so you pulled out your axe, struck into the man, struck into the man. Man's still standing. It's like nothing for him. He actually is strong under there. He is a a leader of bandits. You then strike into him again, and he is at only about half at this point. And he looks at you, and he's ready to go full on. All right, so each of the boys are going to pull out some crossbows and try to fire at you. Um, One of them misses. The other one hits. And then the big boy captain is going to swing at you, swing at you swing at you two of them hit so let's do some damage okay yeah so um the total damage is 18 which gets halved yeah so okay so the two guys pulled out their crossbows and shot at you one of them missed the other one hit and then the captain pulled out his sword and swung at you three times and in all of that it was only 18 it's like the fucking scene in last jedi where they shoot like ten thousand bullets and they just fucking (laughs) it's nothing yeah, pretty much. 26 to hit. Yep. 17 for damage. He's still alive, but he's getting pretty hurt at this point. You're making this hard. You're giving me a workout. I worked out last week. <laughs> my arms are tired. Okay, so is that your full turn then, or do you have another attack? That was my reaction, dude. Oh, shit. That was, <laughs> that was retaliation. All I right. Getting hit. <laughs> it is now your turn. I'm going to do what you did. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go for the attack. Okay. And oh, fourteen. Fourteen to hit. Fourteen doesn't hit. Okay, let's go for attack number two. Wow, I literally rolled a fifteen and a sixteen. Sixteen to hit on second attack. The sixteen hits. The fifteen hits. Fourteen doesn't. Um, total damage seventeen. Uh, how do you kill this man? <laughs> I would like to use the second attack to pretty much like so i i swing forward and my axe misses but i want to bring it up through his yeah i'm literally going through his ass on this part so on the upswing i literally just shove it up his ass all right here we go here's what happened you're standing in front of this beefy sponge man he can't hit for shit but he is a sponge you look at him you say i'm gonna do what you do you pull out your axe you swing it down he smiles thinking you missed he looks down the axe goes straight up into his junk Splits him through the middle. He then has his two halves standing there. You blow on it. He falls open. Down. Down the middle. Um, can that be used as an intimidation check for what I'm about to say next? Yes. You can also walk through him like a... Like a... Like a, a door. Like a wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> like a door. You could walk through him like John Cena bursting through that wall so long ago. I'll actually do that. Are you Keep sure that. about that? <laughs> Kicks through the man. <laughs> 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 All 
Yeah, roll intimidation with like it, I don't even know if you you don't even need to roll intimidation, but you can roll it just for funsies with advantage. Nat twenty. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Um, the two men wow. get on their hands and knees. They look at you and they say, "You are the captain now." And they drop their weapons. Okay. More bandits walk in and say and get on their hands and knees and say, "You are the captain now." That, okay, that is effective. Um, stop the groveling. I'm not a fan. They say, what would you like us to do, sir? And he says, should I present my anus to you, sir? <laughs> First of all, I appreciate the enthusiasm. You need to tone it down, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. And then they all, like, back up. And they stand up. Okay. Which one of you knows who actually took me? Uh, the guy in the back says, I know, I know the, I know the mission, sir. And he walks up to you. Explain. He's smiling, very excited, and he's kind of nervous. And he's like, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, and he grabs the papers off the table. And he says, he starts looking through the papers and he's like, um, uh, um, so we were sent by, and then he looks at this picture and he says, uh, uh, a drow priestess. She said to capture you and bring you to the Stormy Manor, uh, the abandoned mansion on the hill. Uh, some people uh, think it's haunted and murdery. Uh, and she said that we should bring you there um, tomorrow. That is why we took you. Um, she said, oh, it also says something about killing uh, and in, of getting the last of these Goliaths dead. Uh, but she wants to do it herself, it says in these notes directly. It says, and I quote, kill him like the rest of his dirty kind that I murdered. Uh, he's the last one. He got away. Uh, please uh, give me this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it describes you. <laughs> this is a very detailed request letter. It has a um, picture okay. of you. <laughs> it's a badly drawn or is it actually a No, it's exactly like it's your exact pose you're doing right now. Fair enough. Yes, sir. I guess she killed some people you knew, and she wanted to kill you, and she sent us to get you. But that's over now. Now you're our lord. You're our captain. We do what you say. You're now the master of the scimitar gang. You want to call us something else? It's fine. Another one says, you can call me whatever you want, sir. You just ripped a man in half and walked out of him. You can call me whatever you want. I don't care. Okay, one more outburst. You got one more, you're going to end up like him. Sorry, sir. Okay, I am not a fan of uh, the Simtar gang. We're just gonna, let's stick with Alibaba's quartet, because he's four and the only one I see. They're all promoted. Oh, thank you, sir. And they all, they all smile and uh, stand tall. Uh, you in the back there. Yes. Go inform the rest of the assuming you have a couple other patrols around here, right? Uh, we have others, but most of them aren't here. Notify them of the new management when you get back. You may leave. Okay, thank you, sir. And he walks away. Kind of scared to speak each time you let him talk. Okay, you there. You're the, the, the one that gave me the information. Do you have a name? Uh, yes, my name is uh, Tobin. It's nice, nice to meet you, sir. What else do you have here? I saw a couple of rooms with some dainty trinkets. Do you have anything of value that I can use? Uh... Well, other than money, we have we have lots of money, lots of, you know, stuff to sell from various people. Stuff that actually matters. I don't care about money. 
Um, we don't really have any prisoners other than that one kid. I guess you could have him. I mean, you own everything here now, including us. But you have that that soft kid in there, that soft twenty year old boy. You use that, I guess. Is that valuable to you? I don't know. Let me refresh. Um, I would. I'm, I'm gonna do another intimidation. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do intimidating presence on this guy. I'm gonna pick him up. Okay. By the you... Um, I'm gonna roll for that here. Give me one second. Fight the creature. Uh, it must succeed a wisdom saving throw. It's got to be the DC 13. He got an eight, so he is terrified of you. What would you like to say? Weapons, boy. Oh, weapons. Okay. Uh, let me let me check the manifest, sir. And then he uh he grabs the papers again. Uh, and he looks at them and he says, uh, yeah, let me look through real quick. And like 10 minutes go by as he grabs a bunch of things at each of the people. What would you like to do while you're waiting for your belongings? Do any of you know about the soft one? Oh, the guy in the cage? Yeah, his dad owns uh, Fletcher's uh, bows and arrows. And his mom owns Fletcher's gear. They sell stuff in the town. We just kind of found him wandering around in the woods. Uh, we thought we could sell him, but he's pretty useless. Bring, bring him. Flint comes in. This guy comes in. Uh, where do you sit or wait? Do you just stand there for ten minutes, or what would you like to do while you're waiting? Um, do you have any food? Uh, we have plenty of food. Would you like a tour of our facilities, sir? Bring me something to eat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and rest for a bit. Okay. You sit down at the which at the dining table with the giant plates, and they begin to cook you various food they bring you have been eating a bunch of delicious foods they've been preparing for you and placing down uh making you a bunch of great meals your right hand man tobin walks up and he says all right sir these are all the things that you now own from our stores hmm. he says you now have all the carriages and all the you have everything we own is now yours but you said you wanted the most valuable things, the weapons that were here. So in the carriages that you didn't destroy, I have placed several weapons. Uh, all these weapons will be there for your picking if you want to take them with you on your adventures and whatnot. Perfect. On D&D Beyond, you have a carriage now in your inventory that you can go and check out. It has a bunch of stuff in it. Sweet. So he pulls out a sword, a giant great sword that seems cold to the like cold energy coming off of it. And he says, this is Frostbrand. It's a great sword. It's made of ice. does ice damage. Wait, seriously, just a Frostbrand, just chilling? Yep. <laughs> he pulls out a giant great sword made of ice. And he says, from the Gearhorn we killed last week, the Frostbrand, most powerful weapon that we own. So then he pulls out a scimitar, and he says, this is the symbol of our gang. It is the scimitar of speed. You can attack as a bonus action. Ooh, you can kind of already do that, but it's specifically for that. You can keep that. Give it to the one that didn't piss me off. <laughs> he says, I guess that's me. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. I will hold on to this and treasure it as always. He has a box. He says, I found this in a pile of treasure. We're not supposed to touch it. That's what the uh, former captain said. It is called the Berserker Great Axe, and it is horribly cursed. If you use this axe, you will never be able to use another weapon. If you use another weapon, you have disadvantage. But this axe lets you go into a crazy berserker rage. So it's up to you whether or not you want to use that thing. Okay. Well, I'm going to 
examine it. I'm gonna look at it. And the last item we have for you is the Mace of Terror. It's a mace, and three times you can cause people around you to be horribly afraid. It makes them run away from you in horrible terror. I know you can do this without it, but you can now do it without trying. Does this please you, me lord? Mm, for now. Good. You also own all of us and all of our things, and you get a cut of everything we get. Or I guess you technically get to pick what you want of all of our stuff. And we will continue to run daily operations of killing people on the streets and taking their stuff, if that's what you want. Uh, we kill travelers nobody would miss, and we take them and lost people, and then we bring them to this cave, and then we kill them, do whatever we want with them, maybe sell them, it depends, and then uh, we party, that's our thing. No slavery. Okay. You've been selling your people. He says, I never really was big on that either. Good. What do we do with the people when we catch them? Do we just take their stuff and let them go? Do we kill them? Sell their organs? Take most of their things. Okay. Then we will no longer use the jail cells unless you want them used for something. If you find those of, how shall I put it, of your similar standing, feel free to do with them as you wish. They probably committed worse things than you. Okay. Now, I, I, I will present to you the soft boy, Flint, I think, or Flick something. And he says, my name is Flint Fletcher Jr., sir. And he sits down in the chair and he says, hi. Oh, you're one of those. So, Jr., tell me a bit about your uh, well, I work in my dad's shop. I sell bows and arrows. Uh, my mom was an adventurer, and she sells adventuring gear. My dad's not super happy about it, but he's at least happy that she's retired from adventuring. Uh, I don't really know what to do with my life. I just kind of hang out and do what my dad tells me to do. Yeah. And I got lost in the woods picking flowers, and these men took me. And, uh, then I met you, and now I'm here. Yeah. Are you gonna kill me? Well, Flint, you've given me no reason to care about you. You've given me no reason to kill you. So I guess you live? Okay. Can I go home, then? It matters to me not. Alright. Well, thanks. You're the best, man. You're the coolest. I won't tell anyone. I recommend you take that time and leave. Okay. Thank you, sir. And he just runs. (laughs) You... The, the one who has presented his bunghole to me. Yeah, bunghole man walks up. Follow him. Make sure he doesn't speak of me. Yes, my king. <laughs> and don't tell him unless he tells. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Tobin walks up and he says, "Thank you, sir. Uh, what what would what do you wish uh, for us to do?" Draw me a map. I quested Don. Cool. He gets a map, a physical map. He doesn't even have to draw one, and he hands you a map. Oh, shoot. Okay, cool. Just straight up already has it. Okay, advanced work. I wasn't ready. Uh, I was ready to take a nap. (laughs) As you were, like, yeah, he literally walks up next to you and, like, puts it on the table and doesn't even bother you. Like, he's, like, the perfect assistant. He gives you a map of the Fort Penn region, as it's called. In the north is the pass that enters into Fort Penn. Then that big fort at the top is Fort Penn. It's the nearest town. It's where that guy's from. There are roads that travel along. There's a lake in the south called Lake Silencio. Graveyard, there's an old mansion, which is the place where she is. And then there is a cave, which is where you are. He gives you a second map, and it is a picture of the mansion up close with the lake in front of it. No one knows what the mansion looks like on the inside unless you actually go there. 
And the last image is of the cave you are in as it relates to the outside. And as you look at this cave, you realize that that south entrance, you couldn't figure out what it was, and that perception check you took, uh, there's a freaking like garage door that opens where the carts are. There's like a tunnel there. It's a fake wall. <laughs> it's an illusionary wall. And you now know. Also, the place you haven't gone yet, there's a bunch of traps and pits and various tunnels that people get lost in when they try to get into the cave if they don't know where they're going. Okay, I gotcha. Which is where Matt was in the first episode. So yeah, that is the Bandit Cave and the Old Mansion. You now know everything that's here. Uh, do you want to stop here or do you want to take a break? Uh, what are you thinking? Um, I'm cool with uh, keep going. I was actually going to ask you about your time table. I'm going to at least get to the Old Mansion. Okay, so yeah. So basically, do you want to do like what we just did, like the same length again? Like, the same time frame, yeah. All right, cool. Then I'll just take a break for, like, ten minutes, get something to eat, and then we'll do that. Yeah, go ahead, man. And we'll do the mansion the next morning or whatever. So, Cool, man. All right, let me finish the podcast thing. That is the end of the first part. We're going to actually record both of them at the same time, so you don't have to wait. You woke up in a cave, surrounded by bandits, and you managed to kill their leader and become their leader. And you are now their king. And the bandit king. Pretty epic. I kind of want to add you to the actual book, and I may. Because my bandits sucked. They were awful, and they were terrible. And I'm actually glad. Yeah, and the Scimitar Gang is way better than the random bandits I had before. So it makes sense. Because in Matt's story, all the bandits were running away from something. So they weren't scared in their nightmares. They were scared of this man. <laughs> all right, I'm going to stop recording everything and then start a new one in 10 minutes. All right, I'll be right back. Bye.